welcome to In at the Side. It's episode seven. I'm joined by the irregular regular Neil Williamson and our very special guest today, Richard Small, co-founder of the LDN Sevens Tournament. How are you this afternoon, Richard? I'm very well, thank you. And thank you for having me on the show. It's such an honour. No worries. Um, how are you feeling your time during the lockdown period? Well, I'm actually working up at Heathrow, helping home the homeless and uh, strip them. Well, not strip them, but get clear them out of the airport so it stops the um, the spread of COVID-19. So, yeah, trying try my hardest to fill my time. I've found something that's actually really worthwhile. Oh, that's really good. Good to hear. So, obviously, you know, that's such a long, quite strenuous project. How's that really? Are you seeing a lot of people, you know, struggling not just with their health, but their mental health as well? Yeah, we have we have quite a few people there that are really struggling with their mental health. And, and uh, luckily, obviously with you boys, uh, what you do, um, what I do with uh, with Box Recovery as well and with a few other things, um, I'm quite versed at talking about it and, and being able to sit and help, help quite a few of the unfortunate that people that have, that, well, that do struggle with mental health and especially some of those on the streets at the moment that uh, with this added uh, pressure of COVID-19, of social distancing, of... I mean, just the simple things of being able to not being able to find food or drink anywhere. It's like shops are closing, so they're the usual places that they would go to to find little bits and maybe even find a little bit of solace away from their own state of mind. Sometimes that's it's all closed, so it's yes. There's even more pressure on them as well for, mm. for the whole process. So yeah, we, we like the mental health side as well as the people are just, they're tired, they're they're, they're struggling. So. And is it all is it all uh, volunteers that, that does this uh, with yourself, or is it is it funded by the government in any way, or is there is it? Um... Yeah, so Heathrow Heathrow's actually a pri- is private property, so it's uh, it's they're the ones that have to to get them in and pay for this. So it's it's not. Um, I'd like to say I was I was doing a complete nice deed, but no, there is there is a little bit of monetary value to, towards it. We're getting paid for for what we do, but. It, it's, it's something that is very close to my heart. Um, having like before I joined the joined the military, joined the Marines, I was I was homeless myself. So for a short period of time, so it's it's something that quite resonates with me. And I, as soon as I heard what it was, I was I was jumping at the chance to jump, to help out. Brilliant, brilliant. And and um, I know we mentioned earlier. Obviously, you you run and 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 uh, organise London Sevens, uh, LDN Sevens. Um, we went there last year, had an absolutely amazing time. Uh, yeah, time. <laughs> with uh, with COVID-19, uh, obviously the future, certainly this year, is looking uncertain. Um, I mean, what, what's what's the master plan there? Is it being postponed? Is it being cancelled? What's happening there? Okay, so at present, it's been postponed. Um, we are trying everything possible not to cancel it. Mm-hmm. Knowing full well that at the back of this, Loads of people are going to want to want to have a party. They're going to want to stretch their legs because everyone's been stuck inside. Yes, we can do all this kind of fitness stuff. We can do as much as we can, but it's it's nothing like playing rugby. It's nothing like social with the lads, the girls, and everything like that. So we are doing everything we can to make sure that this event happens this year. We're looking at end of July, beginning of August. I mean, we might even push it middle of August. We're just trying hard as well not to not to. Um, step on anyone's toes with pre-season because obviously with the the normal 15 season being yeah. extended on 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 the Premiership and things like that. I know all the other leagues have finished now, but um, everyone's now looking towards building 
for next year, uh, well, for this year, end of this year, next year type thing. And I don't want to step on anyone's toes because a lot of the sevens players played fit, played 15s as well. So, but I, I can tell you, we are doing everything and we're about 90% sure it's going to happen this year. Nice. So, obviously, um, you know, it's been pushed back. Are you getting regular communications from the RFU? Or so we, are you getting were, radio silence? We were getting quite a few emails and uh, I was talking to a chap there called Dom, um, who is really good. Um, it, it's kind of slowed down a little bit. I mean, I understand why. They've yeah. got a lot of pressure on their plate at the moment with, uh, with finishing the Premiership. And and the European uh, rugby is all is all entangled in it. And then you're looking at the international side of it with with HQ because you can't have varsity games there. You can't have this. So everyone's everyone's suffering from this. So I'm not I'm not that worried about like we are getting updated. Not as not as much as we were, uh, yeah. but we're getting updated enough. But England England rugby have actually cancelled um, the rugby sevens or the sevens the series. So they've cancelled that, which is which is fine. But we've 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 reiterated that we are trying to put our tournament on, making sure that everyone that has that has paid up, that has uh, that has registered. And we've had so much, so many people register for their their interest, and we've we've got quite a few teams already paid full for this event. So we're trying we're trying our hardest to get this done. And what we what we're going to do is with everyone that's paid up and with everyone that's shown an interest. If you've paid in full or paid a deposit and you can't make the re- revised date, we will be putting it. Or you you can you can put it over for to next year as well, and we'll be giving a little a little extra as well just to say thank you. Um, it's yes, yeah, it's, it's tough times for everyone, but uh, we, we yeah the RFU uh, they've, they've they've been as best as they can. I'm not I'm not going to say that. I, I would like a little bit more from them, but yeah. In, in this climate, I completely understand why it's 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 been a little bit quieter than usual. But we are getting updates, yes. Excellent. Now, obviously, with with the uncertainty of COVID nineteen and everything going on, you totally understand. That normally, you have LDN sevens on the same weekend as the Army Navy game. Uh, I'm assuming that's going to be cancelled, postponed. What what are your thoughts on that? So the Army Navy this year has actually been cancelled. Um, they are doing preparations for next year, um, which means because this year actually was a little bit of an anomaly because they moved the bank holiday weekends from the Monday to the following Friday to coincide with 75 years of VE Day, which again, being a being a former former Marine, is really really close to my heart. But they, the uh, the Army Navy game was still being put on the normal weekend, so we actually this year. We're, we're going to be a weekend apart from the Army Navy. So next year, we're we're making sure that everything's back in line. Like even if even if we we do have the festival this year, next year we're making sure the festival's back in line. We're going to have the Army Navy um, on the big screen again. We're going to be down there. We're going to be offering the the, the full after party to anyone that goes to the Army Navy games. So you've got eighty four thousand people at at Twickenham, and we're going to be offering. Like we're going to be offering discounted tickets to come straight from Twickenham straight to the uh, to the after party. It's going to be epic. Nice. Looking forward to that already. I was going to say, if last year was anything to go by, it certainly one to get down to. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now you touched on your time in the Marines. Now, obviously, the subject very close to all of our hearts is mental health awareness. Yes. Um, now, how long were you in the Marines for? Uh, just under eleven years. 11 years. Now, the reason I ask about mental health awareness, I wanted to ask a, a, a question. 
seems from my experience, I've seen a lot of ex-squaddies or ex-military, not just not just army, but you know, all, all services um, struggle. Uh, not everyone, but they all struggle uh, with either the PTSD or depression or something like that afterwards. Have the the forces got something in place uh, which supports these soldiers and, and and you know helps through these these mental issues that, that, that they might be having? So I'll be honest, they're doing a lot better. Um, I still think there's 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 more that needs to be done. I, th- I still think there's a long, long way to go. Uh, mm-hmm. From when I joined up to when I, I, I first went overseas to Iraq in 2004, 2005, uh, and then when I went to Afghan as well, there was there was no decompression back then. Um, uh, everyone now, if they go away on an operation tour, they stop off and they do a week or two in Cyprus. Um, they get, they have, they have um, interviews and well, not interviews as such. They, that people talk to them and and help them through what they've seen, what they've done, how to process it, how to digest it properly. Um, with the massive, um, and it's unfortunate at the moment. It, it, it's 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 a little bit of an epidemic uh, with ex-servicemen taking their own lives. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's sad, and I feel that they've been pushed into making into having more, which is great. Um, but I think I still think there's more that can be done. There is there is a lot in place now. I will be honest, there is a lot in place. But I still think that we're behind the curve on that. Um, and I, I just purely think that the reason why we're we're behind the curve and the, the military are behind the curve on it is because it started too late. It should have started 20 years ago. It should have started probably 30 years ago with the lads for, coming off the back of the uh, of the Falklands. So what? what well, yeah, that's 40 years ago even. Nearly 40. It's, it's there's there's a lot more that could have been done in the years, but people just didn't didn't understand it um yeah. back, back then it was all about a <laughs> if you if you had a if you had your troubles like you you, you kept them to yourself but you you just kind of like you as we say grizzed it out like you kind of it was it was it was a bit of being a man type thing but that's that's complete bollocks now yeah it's, it's people are realizing that it's not about that it's about opening up it's about talking it's about sharing and even if even if it's just to a mate that has no idea what you're going through and has no idea how to take it, the fact that you talk to them, yeah. it just eases that burden a little bit. And I'll, I'll hold my hands up. I've had to have, I've had to have the chats to people. It's not, it's not an easy thing, but it's one of the biggest things that I push now. And the, the military are massively on board. They really are now. And there is a lot in place, but there needs to be more. There does need to be more. And on your point there, obviously, just, just speaking to someone that's a massively, massively important point, uh, especially nowadays with what's going on with everyone in isolation. You know, um, I suppose the one positive that's come from this is that it's bringing everyone closer together. Skyping, video calling, messaging, just bringing people back and everyone's OK. Um, but but ultimately, it's it's it comes down to that. You said, you know, it's just talking to somebody. Do you find it's easier to speak to a complete stranger about something than your friend? Yes and no, actually. Uh, it's a great question. It's a great, it's, yeah, yes and no. I sometimes, when you've got something on your chest and you need to get it off, yeah. it, it used to be easier to tell a stranger because they, they wouldn't, even if they did, even if you think they were going to judge you, you're like, well, I'm never going to see them again. Yeah. But that's, that's changing. That's changing so much now. The support network that we've put together as uh, there's a group of us former Marines, it's called UK Bootnecks. And it's basically, we're going round and we're helping ex, ex-servicemen and women. We've, we're creating a little social group. And it's so much easier to talk to your friends nowadays because 
if they're a real friend, if you've got a real friend, they're never going to judge you. And even if they don't know how to help you, they'll be able to give you some nice, kind words. And I tell you what, it's so much easier hearing that from a friend mm-hmm. than it is from a stranger. Because from a stranger, if they say nice words, they're like, all oh, right, cheers, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. When you hear your, like, one of your mates turn around and go, mate, I'm so proud of you. I, I, you're doing such a great job. Keep doing it. I tell you what, it, it really resonates with you. It really sits well with you. So I used to think it was easier talking to a stranger, but now I'm I'm a I'm a solid believer. Of, like, pick up the phone to your friends. Like, yeah. pop around their house. Well, not pop around their house at the moment, obviously, but like, <laughs> jump on a video call. I'm telling you, your friends out there are some of the nicest, and they're, they're, they'll be the ones that actually really help you through this process. And they're the ones that will always be there for you as well. Mm. Like them true, real friends. And I tell I tell you what, it's a, it's much the, the rugby family is much the same as the military. As the military family, it's yeah. it's incredible. Everyone is is there to help, which is immense. I'm glad. Sorry, Dom. Go on. <laughs> That's right. I was just going to say. Obviously, you you know you you mentioned the uh, similarities between the rugby family and the military family. Did you play a lot of rugby in the military? In the military, I did. Yeah. So I um I used to play for a civilian club um while I was while I was in the military um well I played for for a couple depending on where I was I was based. I played for the unit side, um, and then I played for the for the Royal Marines as well. So yeah, I, I, I love my I love my rugby when I was playing in the military. It was uh, it was really really good. It was really competitive. Um, I mean, going around, we got to, I got to play some of the different army units and things. Like that, and some big boys that you go up against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some great challenges. Great great challenges. But I played rugby league and rugby union. Right. Yeah. I played both codes. I mean, rugby union is obviously always my first love but yeah rugby uh rugby league i just i just love the big hits and, and what what would you say was harder to get into league or union oh, harder to get into yeah but it depends if you're if you're from up north, up north. it's easier it's harder to get into union because you only have a few clubs up there yeah um if you're if you're down south it's even it's harder to get into league than it is to get into union up north because there's even even a smaller amount of, of league clubs down here than there is union clubs up north. Yeah, I would I would say to anyone that that wants to like try them, I I definitely try both. If you're playing one, definitely have a go at the other because it's incredible. Is the difference that like, everyone's like, oh, it's the same game, just just one of them's got 13 players, one of them's got 15, and there's a little bit of difference here. I was like, nah, they're two completely different games. Yeah. Well, the tack- take the tackling alone, you know, if you look at rugby rugby union, the, the emphasis on high tackles has been brought in over the last couple of years has been absolutely paramount, you know, second to none. Um, yeah. In rugby league, they're smashing each other around the throats, around the chest and the collarbone all day long, you know, and yeah. that's a legal tackle. Um, and it's been that way for a long, long time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's mind-boggling though to me. I mean, I don't play league. I play union and I used to play American football. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, I look at and we we played at sevens tournaments against against league teams, getting yeah. smashed and turning around to the ref, being like, yeah. "We're getting tackled, I." And he's like, yeah. "Oh, well, they're rugby league players." Like, are we playing union or league? You know, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, they're rugby league players. Brilliant. Does that does that mean that they get away with it? Yeah, different set of rules. Yeah. <laughs> Dear me. Um, so I've been asking. We've had, we've done a few of these podcasts recently, um, and. Dom's been taking the piss up, but he said I'm a scenario man. I'm going to put a scenario away now, right? Okay. You played, played with a lot of players um, in the military, outside of the military, in your vast playing career. Um, 
the, the situation is you both uh, you isolated with one player. Okay, you can't leave the house full stop. You get food brought to you. You get you you're in there for two weeks solid. Who is the player you would least like to be in that house with, and why? Although I'd least like to be. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh. And you've got to call them out. <laughs> I, actually, I actually live with one of the guys that I used to play rugby with now that I was in the Marines with um, does it have to be a guy that I've played with or, or against uh, or... We, we have asked for past or present players that people have played with in the, you know but if you want to bend the rules I'm sure, you, sure we can uh... so, so a two week lockdown with this player oh I don't, do you know what I'll be honest I love him to bits and I, and I love spending time with him all the time but I think if I was on lockdown with Rory Jenkins for two yeah. weeks with Big Bosch, he's one of my best <laughs> mates and I love him to bits. He used to play for Harlequins, Wasp, played England A. Um, he's a brute, though. I just think I'd end up dead. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know whether I'd end up dead from him crushing me or, or from all the red wine that we drink. <laughs> I do a week, for two weeks, I think, I think, I think he'd kill me. <laughs> he's, uh, you. Rory is he's still in great shape I mean I, I try to see him every couple of weeks and it's, but with what's going on we, we try and grab a beer grab something sweet all the time but with what's going on it's obviously been a little bit more difficult um, but yeah when when, he, when we get together and we start throwing the pints down I can't keep up but I ended up like <laughs> absolutely ruined it's like, it's like me and Nick don't want a big drink yeah I was going to say a bit like you now two beers <laughs> I'll tell you LDN last year he had two beers and then he threw up is that dodgy beer you had there Rich? oh what, what, uh, last year it was um, Wolfpack Wolfpack yeah <laughs> alright and on the flip and on the flip side of that other question then which player would make it an absolute dream for two weeks? You just sit there, absolute, you know, someone you played with in the past that would just make it an absolute dream to be in that house with. Um, someone I've played with in the past. I tell you what, I tell you what I do love is uh, is Sam Samuel Burns. Right. So the 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 big brother of Freddie and Billy Burns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I uh, I met him years ago uh, out in Cyprus, and that's how that's how um, I got to know them all. But yes, yeah, Sam, he's just full of so much positive energy. He's just he's always happy. Like even when he's got something wrong, like he's still a million miles an hour. He's got so much charisma and energy. I think I think two weeks with him, I think I'd come out a different person. I think I'd be, <laughs> I'd be, be your life coaching out. And I'd be in the best place of my life. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely Sam Burns. Yeah, he's he's an absolute legend. Excellent. Tom, anything else to add there? Uh, I think we've covered it all. I've got much more to talk about. Anything else you want to talk about, Rich? Yeah, I tell you what. Let me let me let me throw some stuff back to you. Right, talk to oh. me. Talk to me a little bit more about the uh, the mental health charities that you've uh, that that Dodger Sevens is uh, is 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 working with. Neil or me? Uh, let's, go, let's, let's, let's go with you first. Okay, so uh, associated with Marshall and Men's Minds, set up by Nick Marshall last year. Um, that's basically started in the Gloucestershire area. Nick Marshall, is that is that the RAF guy? Uh, yeah, the lineup. Yeah, he said he knew you. Yeah, I know, I know Nick. Yeah, Funny yeah. old thing, we met, I, I think I met him in, in uh, talking about Sammy Burns. I think I met Nick Marshall in, uh, in the, at the same time in Cyprus. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, he set up a uh, set up an organisation, Marshall and Men's Minds, 
um, based in the Gloucestershire area, which is a massive part of the Dodgers. It's probably 90% of our team based there. Uh, so he has weekly meetings where people can come and chat and just listen in or get stuff mm-hmm. off their chest. Yeah. Um, and when he first approached us, it was um, it was sort of an easy one to take. You know, he was just starting up himself. We were only in our second year. Um, you know, we both had big aspirations and links within rugby. So, yeah, it's fantastic that, you know, he sort of reached out to us and, you know, well, I think front about it as well because it just naturally clicked. Well, the link there was I actually went to school with Nick. Um, oh, wow. we, were the, we were in the same year at school. So I saw him doing wow, something. You look, like you look so much younger than him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll give you that money later. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we, uh, I saw that he was doing something like that on Facebook. Obviously, put it put it forward to Dom and Zach at the time. And um, he actually came to one of our tournaments last year at Kane's Cross, uh, which Dom couldn't actually make. No, uh, spoke, spoke to me, spoke to Zach. And um, yeah, it flourished, flourished from there. And Dom and... Dom and Nick talk very regularly. Um, I think Nick's going to look to, to come to quite a few of our tournaments. Hopefully, came down yeah. to LDN Sevens as well and uh, maybe get some boots on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, it's, it's it's a good, you know, we, I think, I don't know if I can speak to Dom as well, but I'm just quite glad that we're working with a local um, charity that, you know, that someone that we know and helping them at the same time, rather than going to one of the big boys like Mind or yeah. you know, something like that, that have got thousands and thousands of people you know, raising money for them all over the country, all over the world. So, yeah. you know, I think it's more important that we work with a smaller one. To be fair, the good thing, the good thing with Nick as well. Nick, Nick, he's a lovely guy. I know, I know that he struggled himself and he yeah. kept it to himself. Um, and he's so he's a really good advocate of the of the whole thing. He's 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 military, former military. Uh, he's he's been around rugby for so long. Um, I think I think he's a perfect perfect choice. Like with us, we did the same thing. We went with Rock to Recovery. It's a mental health charity. For it started off for um, for just military personnel, but they do everyone now. Yeah. Uh, they weren't one of these big boys. It was set up by a guy, uh, by two guys, um, uh, Jason Carl Fox, obviously the SAS guy, and uh, Jamie Sanderson. Uh, both of them I know I know very well. Um, Jamie I served with in the in the Marines with as, as as well as Foxy, but the the pair of them basically a little bit like Nick was they struggled. Um, didn't get the help that they needed yeah. uh, and and decided to to be able to help others they would need to help themselves properly um, and, and found other ways to do it so guys I think I think what you're doing is is commendable it's incredible and making sure that you pick the right the right company or the right charity to, to partner up with um, and I think you massively have there um, I, I, can't, I can't speak more highly of Nick I think he's awesome yeah fantastic right so, yeah, I think uh, we've hit the uh, half an hour mark. So, yeah, do you want to give yourself a little shout out, LDN Sevens? Well, yeah, so, uh, right. So, big, big shout out to LDN Sevens. It's the uh, it's the premier uh, weekend sports and rugby tournament in London. Uh, we're basically, what we're trying to do is we're trying to build the, the excitement and the energy of, of uh, that, that you get the, the likes of Bournemouth Sevens and Summer Social. And we're trying to do it over the bank holiday weekend, uh, usually in May. Uh, this year is going to be slightly different, but next year we'll be back to being the first bank holiday weekend in May. Part literally on the same weekend as the Army Navy game, and we're just we're just there. It's it's all about the rugby, the 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 family, um, the military, the charities. Uh, we we have quite a lot there. I'm gonna quick uh, quick turn around there. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's got. Yeah, had to drop that in there. Uh, okay. so that's another charity team that I work with. Um, you know them well. Yeah, very uh, good friends. 
Yeah, we, 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 it's a great party. Basically, so what, what, what LDN7s is doing is basically, one of the biggest things for us is we're trying to get the charity rugby teams involved. I, I, I love the military rugby teams, the charity rugby teams. I love all the rugby teams, but any charity rugby team that, that wants to come to LDN7s, if they hit me up directly or hit Simon or Courtney, my two partners up directly, um, we, we, we do good deals, really good deals for them. And you get to promote your charity all over our social media as, as and when it gets close to time. You get to bring all your stuff down to sell all your products. We don't charge you any extra for any of that. Um, so, yeah, just any anyone that wants to get involved, come down. And then, like, the biggest thing that we're, we're working on is we're working on the festival side as well. So mm-hmm. we're trying to – we had, we had yeah. um, Patrick Namazi, we had um, James Haskell coming back down. We had quite a few other names coming down. We partnered up with the Chelsea Lodge in, in London – to create an amazing atmosphere. Um, and we're trying to get some festival goers down as well as the rugby lot. So we want to get them down so they can actually see a bit of rugby. Because people, some people come down, they've never seen a game of rugby. And I tell you what, if you've never seen a game of rugby, got to go and watch some sevens. It is the fastest, most exciting <laughs> form of the game. There is one thing you've left out. The, the biggest attraction that I found from last year at LDN Sevens was the chance to come down and watch some silky skills from the Dodgers. Um, can't speak <laughs> of course, of course. Get yourselves down there, guys. Watch some uh, some silky skills from uh, Dom Ardman there. I didn't even you play. Know. I didn't even play last year. Play last year. I just turned <laughs> up and I just drank. He turned up. He turned up and booze like the best of them. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I, I will say. I will say that last year having you guys down was an absolute pleasure. It was. Uh, Obviously, we spoke uh, spoke before about about bringing the brand down and stuff like that, and then actually having you there, having uh, having you support us along with uh, along with the other the other charity teams was incredible. And I I, I feel we've built a, a, a lifelong friendship and, and yeah. brotherhood out of this. Mm. I, I I was I was honoured when you asked me to come on here as well. I was, I was like yeah, especially after following like at the uh, what was it at the no. Who was it? Watson. Who's on last? Marcus Watson and you Marcus Watson, Carl Dixon, Lewis Ludlow. Oh, I'm up there with the big boys. I know, oh, yeah. good boy. We've got we're recording one with uh, Vasily uh, Amita, uh, Arita. I hope I said that right. Um, Russian captain later on today as well. So, yes, uh, he's the guy that was he the one that played at Harlequins. Uh, oh, of course, Joe. Uh, I'm gonna go and uh, go give myself 50 press ups for that. I should have known that. <laughs> should, have, should have remembered that. But yeah, tell yeah, Carl. Carl's a good guy as well. I know you guys are doing a lot with him. Mm. He's a good guy. Can't he cannot drink though? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, pretty much like you. He can't drink. Goes um, on record. That's, that's down, staying in. Well, if he comes down to the festival, Dom, it's me and you boozing and leave them two to. Uh, like, <laughs> that more than works. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So, yeah, thanks very much, Richard. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to hit up LDN7 on Instagram and all the socials and uh, get yourselves down there. Definitely. Perfect. Cheers, mate. Have a great day.